This afternoon in our metta practice, we're going to venture into a territory that can be very challenging for people. Sometimes it's the time in the practice you've been waiting for and perhaps have already ventured there a little bit just because there's a, a need to meet this person and perhaps resolve some of the issues and that's the practice of working with the difficult person traditionally called the enemy hopefully you are not in a place where you have too many to count in that category of enemy but all of us have difficult people in our lives actually someone says often the most difficult person in our lives is ourselves so If that's the case for you, please feel free to include yourself in this category and perhaps express some kindness towards yourself. That's often the the thing that's needed most. But this area of the difficult person is uh, a natural progression in the practice. Most of you are familiar with the categories of metta where we start, where it's traditionally considered easy, metta for self. As I said, that can often be challenging for some people, but most of you have had a sense of how powerful it can be to send wishes of loving kindness towards yourself. We go to the benefactor, someone who's supported us or helped us or inspired us in our life. Sometimes it's an animal, uh, a companion pet, or some uh, being that really touches you, opens your heart. Then to the friend, the relationship gets a little more complex, a little more nuanced. And then the neutral person, it's kind of a shift in the practice where we go from people we know and connect to, to this person who really stands for all beings. And some of you have said about how touched you were by doing the metta for the neutral person. It can really be an eye-opener that love does, does not have to precede caring. If you start to care, the love will come, the connection will come. So this is a gradual progression. But then before we can get to that spacious, open category of all beings, which is the last category, as Sylvia Borstein says, we have to go through the asteroid belt where we might get dinged up a little as we try to navigate through that sort of place of a lot of energy and activity. But it is an important practice to do. Because we all know that if there are places in our hearts that are closed, then our heart is closed towards ourselves in some way. And so being able to open and express well-wishing and kindness to everyone we come in contact with, whatever the relationship, really uh, has enormous potential for healing. And of course, in this area, we're um, also open to the practice of forgiveness, which James taught the other day. So if that comes up for you, you could just switch to that practice if it seemed appropriate. But when we work in this area of the difficult person, it's really important to trust yourself, really important to feel safe, to not push yourself to open to someone that you don't feel ready to accept in this way, Um, to choose someone who doesn't threaten you in that way. You know, this is not about pushing some boundary, but just exploring the capacity of the heart to open when the 
conditions aren't ideal. And it's amazing how little it takes to make conditions less than ideal in our hearts. So you could just choose someone, God forbid that this should be the case, but who may have annoyed you slightly on this retreat by doing one thing or another. Um, Someone in your life that you work with who basically you have a good connection to, but they do something that's irritating. It's it doesn't take very much to challenge us when we bring someone this close to us. When I did this practice intensively, I chose someone who was basically a friend, but had certain qualities that I found kind of difficult to work with, a little impactful on me, wasn't an easeful relationship. And that was more than enough to develop the metta. So again, you really want to use your judgment in this. You don't have to choose the most difficult person in your life. In fact, we recommend that you don't. Because to really take this as an opportunity to um, learn a, a, a way of relating to someone who's challenging that can lead us to more connection and opening. So we start where it's relatively easy and then perhaps can move on to more difficult people. So be right where you are, just as James probably said in the forgiveness. It's not about having to forgive, having to include this person, but really trusting yourself, feeling safe, and feeling ready to make this movement. When we work with the difficult person, it's really important to remember that what we're doing in sending them metta is not condoning their actions. It's not becoming a victim and saying, oh, you know, it's okay, I don't matter, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm forgiving everything, it's all forgotten. We're, we're not becoming their best friend. We're not saying, you know, now I should have you in my life in some way. None of those things are necessary for there to be a feeling of metta. Why I think this is such a helpful practice is it allows us to explore the nuances of metta. And we can have an ideal of metta about being, you know, some extreme depth of love or open-heartedness. But metta at its most fundamental level is non-ill will, not wishing ill. So you could say goodwill, friendliness. In this instance, basically what we're doing is acknowledging that whatever this person does that impacts us, whether it's just irritating or it's harmful, for some reason they are doing that out of their search for happiness, out of their confusion, out of their fear, out of their delusion. And so we're just recognizing that they too wish to be happy, even if they're impactful on us in a a negative way. And orienting to that, if there can be some reflection on their good qualities, if you can tune into that at all, that's helpful. But sometimes that's really hard to find. And so coming back to this simple... Um, reflection of non-ill will, not wishing them ill, not wishing them to suffer, but acknowledging their wish for happiness. Whatever they do, the, the choices they make in their life, somehow it's their search for happiness. And so we can keep them at quite an arm's length as we do this. 
heard reports of people being really creative as they work with the difficult person. For one person, their, their difficult person had to be bound and gagged and tied to a chair at the back of the room, and then they felt safe to wish them happy. But there was that sense of, you know, not non-harm in the moment because they were contained. Maybe you can just leave your difficult person miles away wherever they are and just, you know, maintain your own sense of presence here and now. Really explore what feels right for you. As I said, it doesn't mean you have to be bosom buddies and, you know, draw them closer. Do what feels right. Do what feels safe and appropriate for you. There are many little tricks about doing this practice. You might come up with your own about how it might work for you. I know when I was doing it, one of the things I came up with spontaneously for myself, but when I told my teacher, he said, oh yeah, that's a a classic technique called borrowing metta. We're we're not that original ultimately. I think it's all been done before. But what I was was doing was I was sending metta to my friend and I kind of had the difficult person hiding right behind my friend, you know, so I couldn't see them. And then once the metta feeling was there, feeling connected, it was like sleight of hand. Take the friend away. Oh, oh, okay, difficult, okay. And they could ride a little just on the, 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 you know, the momentum of the metta that I'd created. But after a while, I'd find it would just ride down. It's like, oh, yeah, you. And when it really felt that I wasn't able to truly send metta, I would just reverse that and bring the friend back in. So you can do things like that, borrowing metta, swapping metta. Maybe you bring this person up and you'll find that what you thought might be really difficult, actually there's no problem at all. You can just tune into them and realize their struggles and their suffering. That I always forget who said this, someone like, Wadsworth Longfellow or Longfellow was someone like that, said, if we knew the secret history of our enemies, we would find more than enough to disarm us and open our hearts. Everyone has struggles and suffering in their life. This person too. And so we use our reflections, our good intentions, our wish to be open and not to wish harm, to actually move us as close as feels right with this person, the difficult person. So let's start, we'll, we'll warm up with some easier categories and I'll invite you at some point to bring in the difficult person. And even as I do that, I'll just suggest bringing them in. Trust yourself if it feels like the right time. If you do it and you want to move immediately away, again, trust that. This is a practice. We develop the capacity to include people in our hearts. So there's no right way to do this, no ideal, no perfect solution. It's just a practice of inquiry. So getting into that comfortable posture, adjusting if you feel the need to. We want to have the body as relaxed and open as possible for this practice. So checking in with your posture, any sense of tightness, constriction, just softening as an act of kindness to the body. Really starting the practice from a place of caring for yourself, wishing for your well-being 
just right here and now as you sit. I always like to keep the practice of metta based in the body, even though we're using these words to shape the intention towards kindness. It's a felt practice. So dropping your attention into the body, the sense of relaxation, perhaps locating your awareness in the center of the chest, the heart chakra. Again, not looking for anything in particular, trying to make something happen, but just as a place to connect, to rest the attention. You might notice the breath moving in and out, the heart beating, warmth there just from the clothes you're wearing. The simple sensations, resting the attention gently in this area. And then beginning with metta for yourself. As an act of caring, as an act of kindness, knowing that this is a deep and powerful healing that we all need, this sense of caring, of acceptance, of kindness. So sending metta to a felt sense of yourself, just here and now, or a visual image, if that works for you. Perhaps an image of yourself, some place where you're happy, out in nature, in your studio, at your desk, in your kitchen, doing some activity you love. You just get that sense of well-being. For some people, a heart opens by sending metta to yourself as a young child. At some age where you really felt that sense of love, or perhaps at some age where you really needed it and it wasn't there. And just including that young child, little boy or girl, in this field of metta, caring, as a healing, as a including every part of ourselves. I like to say the phrases of metta with the breath, often silent on the in-breath, and then letting the metta phrase flow out on the out-breath. Helps me stay connected in the body. It paces the phrases so they don't get rushed or rote. Just see what works for you. That's just an option. Using the phrases that suggest this sense of well-wishing, kindness, acceptance, friendliness. Some of you are working with a phrase that's quite powerful, especially for metta for self. May I love and accept myself just as I am. Just letting the impact of that word, those words, fill you the possibility of love and acceptance without having to be a different person, without having to change.
If the words just feel rote, that's okay. Just saying them has an impact. If you really feel disconnected, start again with a sense of really trying to feel into your well-wishing for yourself without saying any words. All of the actions you do that convey this wishing well, wanting to be happy. Being here on retreat is a huge one. Each one of us is here because we want to be happy, to let go of old wounds and sadness, to discover joy and contentment. It's the ultimate act of metta to come on retreat. Let the words express that, caring, aspiration.
Now, if you wish, you can bring in someone from one of the other categories or stay with yourself, whatever feels right. But if you choose bringing in the benefactor or the friend or even the neutral person, seeing where the metta wants to flow, where it feels easy, connecting, taking a moment to really feel into this person. If there's someone you know, your appreciation of them, their good qualities, visual image or a felt sense of them. If it's a neutral person, just your sense of opening to them, interest in them, caring for them. And sending the same phrases of metta to this person. Staying in touch with the meaning of the words, especially that key word in each phrase, letting it resonate a little. Lots of space between the phrases. Using the breath if that's helpful. Allowing the body to be relaxed soft and open.
And now again, if you feel ready, that it would be helpful to bring in someone you've chosen for your difficult person. Not the most difficult in your life, just someone you feel it would be helpful to open your heart a little, to bring some sense of goodwill or acceptance to. As you reflect on this person, notice the impact it has on your mind and your body when you think of them. Using your breath to keep the body in balanced and soft if possible. If you know anything about them and have some sense of their good qualities, perhaps they have a family and they care for elderly parents or their children, perhaps they're really good at some kind of work or activity, can be helpful to just find a way in. Be a little creative about how you bring them into your field of awareness. Perhaps you want to have them at quite some distance. That's okay. Perhaps you know you can only touch them for a moment with one phrase of metta and then you need to come back to someone easier. Again, that's totally fine. All we're doing here is looking to cultivate an attitude of non-ill will, not wanting this person to suffer, not a sense of cruelty, but actually just acknowledging that they, like you, want to be happy, have struggles in their life, challenges, hopes and fears, They don't want to suffer. Can the heart open to include them in the metta, the well-wishing, in a way that feels right for you? If stories come up about them, not to get lost in the content, feel the impact of those memories, recognize whatever emotions are there, but see if you can come back to some basic sense of goodwill, acceptance. You have to be a little careful with a difficult person. Sometimes we can have a not-so-subtle agenda that if only they were happier, they wouldn't give us so much trouble. So it truly has to be their happiness that you are wishing for. Again, just exploring this whole area of the difficult person. If it doesn't right, feel right for you, or after some time the heart is contracted, doesn't feel safe, just go back to someone easier. This is not a test. This is nothing you need to force. It's an exploration of the capacity of the heart right now.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.